Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. The White House has called a lid today before 12 noon. They do not expect to see or hear from President Biden for the rest of the day. Uh, I think people are criticizing the White House for that. But honestly, if they're working, I don't want to know what you're talking about. I don't need an update. Don't tell the enemy to. You know, (laughs) I'm all right. Again, that's a big if, if you're working. Um, Also, Al-Qassam Brigade spokesperson now threatening to kill hostages. They say every targeting of our civilians without warning will be met with the execution of one of the enemy's civilian hostages. So note note the the proportional response, right, from Hamas, which is what? We are allowed to go into your country, rape, murder, torture your people, take them, kidnap them, bring them back to our place, stuff the little babies in kennels, in cages, and if you touch any of our people, we're going to start executing your hostages. A proportional represent- or a proportional response doesn't even look like what Israel's doing right now. Not in my mind, but that's me. Kimberly, welcome to the program. Thanks for hanging on. Welcome. Thank you. I'm a first-time caller for your show. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you having me. Sure. Um, I did want to bring up the fact that the squad is doing a pro, you know, pro-Palestinian rallies in New York uh, and, and doing a bunch of uh, social media posts pro-Palestinian. And I mean, what what do they need to do to be expelled from Congress? I mean, that's our ally that they're going against. Mm-hmm. And it was it wasn't a it wasn't. Just a terror attack. That that was just out and out murder. Yeah. They they destroyed those kids that were doing a party in the desert. I mean, what did those kids do? You know, to to cause any of this? They went to a show to dance and celebrate for peace. Yeah. That was their crime. Oh, and they were Jewish, right? That's that's the real crime is that they were Jewish. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's all it takes. This is. It's once again, it's another example of, tr- of rational minds trying to understand irrational behavior. And right. because we are not motivated by these things, we would never think to do that. We value life too greatly to do such a thing. So we try to understand, we try to kind of fit in inside of our own way of thinking, and it doesn't compute because it's so foreign. You know, the, uh, the, the, the lack of respect for life is so foreign. Um, yeah. We can't fathom it. I guess my my thing is that those those uh, commerce people, you know, that have shown support for Hamas in this. I mean, I don't, I don't see why they shouldn't be expelled. Right. Well, here's here's a lower bar. Even I would just say everybody that showed up at those protests that were cheering for the rape and murder and abduction of of elderly and uh, children. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe give them the J six treatment. You know, maybe like yeah, just sure. like get some cell phone records and start trying to track the people down because if this is what they think is acceptable, they were cheering this kind of behavior on. I don't know. Right. 
we, we've kind of now, uh, you've exposed yourself for a, a certain threshold of violence that I think you might, I don't know, uh, might pop a red flag or something. You know, maybe instead of going after the Moms for Liberty people that are trying to meet at Applebee's, maybe uh, we take a look at these people that are chanting, you know, uh, death to the Jews and holding up swastikas, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Kimberly, I appreciate the call. Thanks. Good to hear from you. Thank you. you. Yeah, call back anytime. I appreciate it. Um, I'll go ahead and start there where Kimberly uh, took us there about the uh, these protests that occurred. Times Square in New York City yesterday, a rally in support of the Palestinians after Hamas invaded Israel and perpetrated atrocities, including murder and rape and torture against citizens. The death toll now somewhere north of 800 people. Over in Gaza, they got an estimated death toll of 400 from the response. The participants, many of whom wore white kefayeth, or scarves, that are symbols of Palestinian nationalism. Uh, Once again, just to point out, there is no country of Palestine. Never was. Just for the record. They yelled slogans such as, New York City, you will see, Palestine will be free of Hamas. That's what I would add. I would just keep adding of Hamas. Right? Just like, well, think of it this way. We hear all the time, Islam means peace. See, after 9-11, I was working here at WBT as a reporter, and I actually did... um, I dare I say it, but it's true, an award-winning series on jihadism. And I went to the local mosque, the Islamic Center of Charlotte. I talked to the imam, Obaid, I believe his name was, and uh, talked to an Afghan businessman. And uh, Oh, yeah, I mean, I talked to uh, a terrorism expert, used her audio, all sorts of interviews, and a lot of research, a five-part series. And um, one of the things that the imam kept saying was that Islam means peace. Islam means peace. And you've heard this too. But Islam actually means peace through the submission to the will of Allah, which is a different kind of peace. Submission. Yes, you. there is a peace when you have just resigned yourself to whatever will some other person or God has for you. I just submit. So that's what they mean. That's what submission, that's what peace means, submission. Right? If you understand just one, one component of that, like this is the key, right? This is the key. Because they're saying, you know, New York City, you will see Palestine will be free. Of Hamas. So I'm, I'm just doing the same thing you guys do. Same thing. Long live the, uh, the Intifada was heard. The, of course, the old standby, the classic, from the river to the sea, which basically means murder all the Jews. So again, a proportional response is what? To this animating philosophy that is governing the Gaza Strip. And by the way, I will get to the whole, oh, it's an open-air prison thing. Right? If the government elected by the people, overwhelmingly so. This has been 20 years now almost. 
This has been their their modus operandi. This is how they behave. This is what they constantly do. This is their animating philosophy. What is proportional to that? Do you think for a moment that if Israel wanted to wipe you off the map, they couldn't do it? They could. But they haven't. Why didn't they? Because they value life. They even value your life. Even though... You don't value your own life. You hate Jews more than you love your own children's lives. Did you know that hundreds of Palestinian children die digging tunnels for Hamas? Did you know that? They don't care. (laughs) They don't care about their own kids. Do you think they care about Jewish kids? That's why they have no problem abducting them, murdering them in front of their parents. Have you heard this also? They, uh, they would shoot video. They would take your phone from you, and they would open your phone, and they would record your murder. And then they would upload it to your social media profiles. So this way, people, your loved ones, trying to check to see if you're okay, they find you in a snuff film. That's what they value. What's the compromise position there? Give them back the whole country? Get rid of the blockade so they can move freely into Israel and keep murdering more people because that's their animating philosophy. Resistance is justified when people are occupied. That was one of their other chants. Resistance is justified when people are occupied. The only occupation occurring in Gaza is by Hamas. They control it. Hamas controls Gaza. Hamas restricts shipments into Gaza because Hamas needs the population to feel under siege. You don't even know what siege feels like yet. They don't. They're about to. Israel just announced they're cutting power, they're cutting water, and they're cutting all shipments because, oh yeah, Gaza only has those things because Israel gives them to them. And Israel tries to give them more and Hamas prevents it. The people running the open-air prison are Hamas. I don't know if the Palestinians know it or not, and at this point, I don't think I even really care. David, welcome to the program. Hello, David. Hello. Hey. uh I just wanted to make a comment about the, you know, the big news last week was the Saudi-initiated peace agreement between seven Muslim nations and the state of Israel. Mm. And, of course, all of that seems to have bitten the dust with this action by Hamas, who is, of course, uh, backed by Iran. But I, I suspect that after... A few weeks of really disgusting sights of death and destruction that probably the signs will reinforce. Hey, uh, David, I don't know what can, yeah. you're, you keep hitting the phone, the, the buttons on your phone. Oh, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, that's all right. So, yeah, just like maybe move it a little bit farther away from your cheek, I guess. I don't know. Got it. All right. No problem. Yeah, yeah, cool. I just, so, I, I think that. Uh, 
in a short time, probably the Saudis are going to reintroduce this peace initiative with Israel and normalize relations. Um, and I think that it's probably going to be very widely embraced as a peace initiative. Right now, we're in a time that we're going to have to go very disgusted by mm-hmm. what happens. There's, there's absolutely no justification for the murder that's going on there. I've, I've seen some of it firsthand. I was in Jerusalem during the Second Intifada, and I know that this has all the earmarks of a Third Intifada. But I believe that the Saudi initiative will probably prevent that from coming about immediately. I heard, to your point, I heard a commentator, um, an Israeli, say that uh, the, the, the so-called Arab street that everybody was you know, talking about you know, 15 years ago, we don't want to anger the Arab street and all of that. They say the Arab street is now more in London and Paris. Um, yes. Yeah, and the... Um, and the this attack might actually have been a way to short circuit the Saudi peace initiative uh, to try and drive a wedge and to freeze that process from occurring. And then if they can get the the media coverage, the fawning, sanitized coverage that Hamas and Hezbollah usually get and, and r- the last several attacks they've done, it always follows the same pattern. So why wouldn't they keep doing it? Right. And so they feel like if they just keep doing this, they will get people back on their side and it'll short circuit the Sunni peace deal. Well, I think that there's there's a missing component that won't be missing for long. And it it has to do with the peace initiatives uh, coming from Saudi that a lot of people don't know about yet. But it, it is going to involve the history of Islamic ruled Spain and using it as a guide hmm. to find peace between the Abrahamic religions. Hmm. And I, I, at least at least common ground, and peace in the short term. And I think that that's on the way, and I believe that it's just a matter of time before that is seen as a neutral approach that doesn't uh, negate Israel's right to defend itself. Right. But see, David, it, but, it, but part of the problem there, Dave, is... How does Hamas get to kill Jews? Yeah, well. Right, that's the that, that's the flaw. Like, if they don't get to kill a bunch of Jewish people, then how do you expect them to want to sign on to this kind of a deal? <laughs> it's really, I, I have to say this uh, carefully, it's, I, I don't believe that the, that the Palestinian Arabs are quite, uh, are viewed very in a, in a very good light by the rest of the Arab world. Oh no, you no, you are exactly correct about that. There's a reason Egypt doesn't want them, David. I got to run. I appreciate the call. It's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting uh, line. Uh, I will monitor it. I think we'll all be monitoring it actually as a globe. All right. You may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. They got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. That's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. 
There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. Um, all right, I have a bunch of uh, messages here, so let me just uh, let me go through them. Um, hang on. First one here. From Dean, I am with you on how to attack the situation. If things like this are going to get under control, there has to be severe punishment. Next time they can look back and say, well, probably shouldn't do that. Remember how they retaliated last time? All in on punishment, right? That's the, like, that's the thing where it, it comes out. It's like there's, I understand, like, cycles of abuse and cycles of the, the retribution. I learned a lot about this in the, when America invaded Iraq. And it turned out you had all of these blood feuds between families going back years and years and years. And people that were in, you know, in a, they were the minority, the Shia, but the they were the minority was running the show. And the Sunni, I think that's right, right? The Sunni, they were the majority, but they were not in power. And so as soon as or no, vice versa. It was vice versa. The Sunni were in power. I think that's right. Um, it's been a while. It's been what, twelve years, I want to say. Anyway, the minority was they had control. And as soon as they got deposed, the Bathists get thrown out then you start getting all of the reprisals and you have a breakdown in government in society breakdown in the order. And when that happens, atrocities occur. Um, so I get that. I understand these people have been fighting each other for a very, very, very long time, but you know what stops? I think if they don't have any place to be like, I, I don't under, like, I don't, this is not my preferred course. You know me. I have been long advocating for politics and debate and discussion and peaceful means on, on all things. That's the way you settle the disagreements. That's the way you settle tough arguments. But that, you know, people who say, oh, violence doesn't settle anything. That's not necessarily true in all cases. And I know what I'm saying here. I recognize the weight of the words that I'm speaking, I do. And I don't speak them lightly. And I don't like saying them. But I don't know, I, I, I don't know any other path. I feel like all of this stuff has been tried. They've been given all these opportunities to try to build a functioning society, to live in peace on their own land, and they refuse. Got a message here on the Twitter machine. People forget Bill Clinton offered Yasser Arafat everything that he wanted, and he still said no. And that is true. Right? Do you remember why? They need the issue. His power was connected to the issue. If the issue gets resolved, he loses influence. He loses power. He doesn't know how to even function in that kind of a post-conflict age. 
Uh, Jason says, don't lose track of the Russians in this. Iran doesn't make this play without them knowing, in my opinion. The futures market fits very well right now with Russia and the other BRICS nations with how they are positioned. This entire quagmire is a mess, and in my opinion, America is in no way currently capable of truly making a difference, whatever that might look like. It doesn't mean I don't support Israel, because I do. I just think our political betters have really put this nation in a jam. I see tough times ahead for Western nations, and I hope and pray Israel sees this through to the bitter end and is victorious. Russ, by the way, Russ, thank you for supporting the Alzheimer's Association walk. I appreciate that. Israeli blockade won't affect Hamas's leadership. None of them live in Gaza. They are perfectly comfortable with the people suffering while they remain comfortable as long as it suits their goals. That's been their MO for decades. Right, where is their... Um, right, where is their base of operations? It's in, in Qatar, isn't it? Or... Yeah, it's in Qatar. Qatar. I forget how you say it. I think that's right. Or Qatar. Quatar. I think that's where they're based out of. Which, by the way, I believe is also where Al Jazeera is based out of. Right? Isn't that the connection? I forget. For most of humanity, we've known that you must meet brutality with brutality. Whether self-defense or countries at war, you go until the opponent loses the will or capacity to continue. Seems like the last 80 years or so, America and the West just fight for containment and cessation of imminent aggression and then allow the other side to regroup, rearm, and plan for the next attack. We decimated Japan and made an ally. We, and Israel and other Western countries, have treated more recent enemies more kindly, and they've only come back stronger. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that the... Uh, I don't think that the path undertaken has been a has been a success. It seems like Israel has given them all of these opportunities, food, water, electricity, land. By the way, when you see these criticisms that, oh, we're you know in Gaza right now getting hit, first off, they're like, you know, they're not dropping the door knockers on the tops of the roofs to let us know they're about to bomb us. How dare they? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you guys give a warning before you went in and started with the mass raping and the murdering? Oh, and then the beheadings. Did you? Sorry. Did you do that? Oh, yeah. That's another. By the way, you're going to hear a lot of uh, a lot of sanitizing of what occurred. Do not let it be sanitized. It is every bit as outrageous as you can imagine. And more so. And so there are these complaints that they're not dropping the little door knockers on the rooftops to let people know to go inside before they blow up a building that Hamas has been using. Oh, my gosh, they blew up one of our mosques. Yeah, because you had all your weapons buried in the bottom. Like, it wiped out a whole neighborhood. It wiped out a whole block. Yeah, that's what happens when you store ordnance in the basements of your mosques. When you use them as military outposts and then they get blown up, they tend to destroy a very large area. That's not on Israel. That's on you. That's on you for using civilian targets as shields, right? Civilian buildings and people as shields. And they've been doing this forever. 
Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? Got a message from Melissa. As you often say, understanding crazies is impossible. Our minds don't think that way. The West tries to understand a group that is not on the same rung of the mental evolutionary ladder as others. They understand and celebrate only violence. Here's a tweet from David who says, So were there any non-Israelis killed at the Supernova Festival? These concerts typically draw crowds from all over the world. Yes, David, there were people from... uh, around the world at the concert. In fact, uh, nine Americans were killed. The uh, government says that some probably are taken hostage. Hamas says it's now going to start executing uh, their hostages that they took uh, on live television. That's going to be their next phase. Um, Death count is now at 900, more than 900. Israel is about a population of, I think, 7 million people. That's smaller than the state of North Carolina. Imagine 900 people being slaughtered, another 2,000-plus injured, 150 or so abducted in the state of North Carolina. John, welcome to the program. Hello, John. Good Monday to you, Pete. Hey, how are you? Great. Hey, you know, when... uh Marine General Mattis went to Afghanistan. He called all the local warlords to a meeting, and he said, look, we don't want to fight you. You know, we're here for peace. However, if you mess with my Marines, they will sing songs for the next thousand years of what we do to you. And that's the attitude Israel has to take right now. They have to hit them so hard that they will remember this for, I mean, first off, kill all the, the males that are involved in this. But the next generation will come up, and they will remember what happened, and they won't mess with Israel again. They, ha- they just need to hit them as, as hard as they possibly can, and Biden has to let them. You know, they, what normally happens, Israel goes, they hit hard, and after two or three weeks, Washington will call up and say, all right, you got to back off or we're going to, you know, stop giving you the right. military supplies or, or the finances or whatever. So, you know, Israel always has to listen to what Washington tells. But we just have to let them handle this. And if they hit them and they need to hit Iran or, you know, anybody in that area that's involved and, and just make them think twice before they do this again. Yeah, and uh, that's what I said in the first hour too. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to to imagine a line that Israel would approach or cross, where I would say, "Oh no, no, that's too far," and I, I'm I'm pretty hard pressed, short of 
Yeah, I mean, maybe not. Like, if they were to do, if the Israelis were to go in and do what Hamas did to them, I would say, okay, you shouldn't do that. Just, just you know, blow them up. I mean, seriously. Like, and I hate to sound like this, but like this is this is where we are. Like, where where because the thing is, we're like thinking these things through in this this uh, extended time frame, whereas if somebody busted into my house and just started murdering my family, I wouldn't even think twice about it, right? Nobody would. You would just, you would take them out. You would kill them. And so I don't understand, like, I do understand, like, we're, we're, we're on this sort of elongated timeline in, in going through the, the moral and ethical dilemmas and questions around this. But I keep coming back to the atrocities. And this is why I think it's important that people know what what Hamas did, because there isn't any justification for it. None. All right, John, I appreciate it. No, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Have a good day. All right, man, appreciate it. Um, oh, I don't know what just happened. There, there we go. Oh, phone lights. Um, yeah, so the, the, the call for punishment and vengeance is not simply one of vengeance. It's not simply one of punishment, right? It is um, It is also to send the message to teach the lesson for future generations, right? That is part of it. Whether they learn the lesson or not, and his, history indicates nobody's going to learn anything, right? That's what it seems like. We keep fighting these, or they keep fighting the same fights over and over and over and over again. But th- but this has to stop. I don't know any other way to make it stop. The only way to make somebody who wants to kill you stop is to kill them when they've in- right when they come in and invade. And this is, by the way, this is the philosophy of Hamas. So proportional response, Israel. I think that's what we're looking at. Let me get to some more emails. This is uh, Kevin. The war has been going on for thousands of years. What's so bad is both the Palestinians and Israelis come from the same ancient people of that region, they'll continue to fight because both groups claim that same crappy piece of land. And I'm reminded of Sam Kinison's, the late philosopher, Sam Kinison, discussing the Middle East. Uh, The hate has been passed down generation to generation for thousands of years. If someone has hate in their heart, you cannot legislate it out of them. Any temporary peace will not last. Right. There's this idea that, okay, well, if we can just we just get a peace deal, people live in harmony for long enough and they'll forget about it. Life will be so good for them. They'll have a job. They'll be providing their family and all this. They hate Jewish people more than they love their own children. I don't know how you negotiate with that.